Let's look at God's word together. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. He says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for who? Somebody say, for me. Now, we're going to read that again. And I, instead of you, like you're reading it to me, I want you to say me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for me. For his power is made perfect in my weakness. And therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Next screen. There we go. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and in hardships. What's that? He said, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weakness. I delight in insults and I delight in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. He says, for when I am weak, what does it say? Then I am strong. For when I am weak, I am, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for today. I know a lot's happened. We've had a beautiful time in worship, but we had some fun today. But nothing more important than what we're about to do to hear, the, hear God's word. I pray, Lord, that today, supernaturally, you would make everything that we've heard stick to our hearts, make it stick to our souls, may it stay with us, so God, that when we leave here, we realize that even though we're weak sometimes, you're not. In fact, when we are weak, that's how, that's when we see you the strongest, God. And we thank you for that moment in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen, so be it, maybe see in the presence of the Lord today. You've kind of already seen it up on the screen, but I want to read to you as we're in week two of our series, Get Up and Get Going. Obviously, uh, a good, good reason why we're doing this series is to motivate, motivate the people. Somebody say motivate. motivate. To motivate us. Motivate us to what, Pastor Matt? Motivate us to go out and beat everyone to lunch because I got to hurry up if that's where we're headed. Um, to beat the Baptist, whoever else we got to beat out of here, but... My, my friend Andy Davis said, First Baptist, you know, whatever, whatever, what are, we, what are we being motivated to? What is it that exactly is motivating us? Well, I'm hoping that during this series, you're motivated to do something with your faith. Let me say that again. I, I'm hoping that this series, that if nothing else, that you're motivated to do something with your faith. Amen? See, if I say something good today that you like, feel free to clap. And uh, it may make me preach better. I don't know. So, do something with our faith. Do something with what he did. Do something with our faith. The faith of what we believe in. When we, when, we ought, when we had communion, doing something with our faith. When we sing about how great God is, doing something with our faith. I mean, I'm glad you're here and I want us to come together and I want us to sing together and clap together and raise our hands together. But when we leave the four walls, I still want us to do something with our faith. Amen? Let's be motivated to get up and get going and do something with our faith. So the defini definition of strength is this. It's the quality or state of being strong. Well, that, that sounds pretty obvious. It, it has to do with your body or, or your muscular development, your muscular power, uh, your mental power, your emotional power, your moral power, uh, the firmness or the courage of your strength, you know, your, your internal strength, the, the power to influence someone, the strength to influence or the authority over resources. So if we're strong, that's what it says about who we are. Let me ask you this, because you are all so bright and everyone's educated in here, and I know that you're just on top of it. We got a church full of sharp people. If I'm not strong, then I am weak. Oh, give yourselves a big hand. <clears throat> that was awesome. <clears throat> I don't know what I would have done if, if nobody said anything, but I'm glad you figured it out. So the opposite of strength is what? Weakness. We just read this scripture 
um, if you could put the scripture back on the screen, it says, Paul is writing to the church in Corinthians, and he says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. He's saying, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Let me say that again. His strength, his strength, his strength is made perfect in my weakness. See, in fact, I don't know how strong God is until I admit how weak I am. I don't know how strong he is and how capable he is and how great he is and how abundant and overflowing and a mercy he is until I admit how weak and frail and inept and, and, and just not like God that I am. So often in our life, here's what we do. We don't want to admit our weaknesses to anyone. So often, I'll have people that will come to me privately in my office or send me a private Facebook message or call the church or an email. They'll contact me somehow. Maybe coming up and, and a little bit when we close in prayer, they'll come up to the front and, and they'll say, Pastor Matt, here's what's going on in my life, but I don't want anyone else to know about it. Let me show you something here. But don't tell anybody else what's going on in my life, Pastor Matt. I just, just between you and I, this is what's going on. I'm weak here. I need prayer in this area. I, I'm not strong in this area. I just need you to pray for me. I was like, all right, I'll pray for you. I'll lay hands on you. We're going to pray right now, and I'll continue to pray. Did you write that down? Because I'm going to get those, and I'm going to pray over those this week too. So I'll pray over you. But here's the, here's the amazing thing that happened. There'll be someone waiting in line, and as soon as that person's done, the next person that comes up to me and say, Pastor Matt, guess what? I, I, I don't want you to say anything to anyone else. This is between you and I, but, but I'm struggling in this area. I'm weak in this area. And I'll say to myself, wow, I just prayed with someone who is dealing with the exact same thing. It seems like to me that those two should get together and that they should pray for one another. But here's what we do. The devil says, don't, don't tell anybody about your weakness. Don't reveal your weakness to anyone. Don't, because the world has told us, the world has taught us that to climb the ladder of success, you've got to what? Step on somebody. That's what the world has taught us. The world has taught us that if you reveal your weakness, that someone's going to take that weakness and they're going to seize that weakness and they're going to crush you and they're going to palm, just palm you. You know, they're just going to kill you under, uh, under, under your weakness. If you admit your weakness, that someone's going to take that and, and they're just going to tear you and shred you apart. But the Bible says that, that we are to pray for one another. He says that we're, the Bible tells us that we're to confess our sins to one another. Anybody want to get biblical now? <laughs> Just saying. Now, we don't need to be doing that right now or, you know, we're going to have a confession line or a confession booth anywhere. But the Bible tells us to confess our sins to one another. That there's joy in coming to your fellow brother, sister in Christ and saying, you know what? I'm weak in this area. I need help. Will you pray for me? Absolutely. You know what? I, I walked through that same fire. I know what exactly what it was like. You know what? My marriage went through the exact same thing. There's so many marriages in here. You think yours is the only marriage that's struggling. I promise you, it's not. What has two thumbs and nose for a fact? This guy right here. I can look around and know who I'm counseling and know who I'm talking about. But guess what? If you would get together, if you would just open up and say, man, you know what? We're not perfect. Congratulations, none of us are. That's the beauty in admitting your weakness, amen? That's the beauty in, admit, in admitting your weakness is, you know what, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have all the right answers. Come on, somebody, I, I'm giving you help today. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have all the answers. It's okay for me as a pastor when someone comes to me for me to say, you know what, I don't know. I don't know. I know somebody who does know, and that's who we're going to talk to. 
And we're going to allow him to speak to us. We're going to allow him to talk to us. We're going to allow him to speak into our lives and through the wisdom of the power of the Holy Spirit, he'll reveal what you need to do in this situation. He'll give you the words to say when you run out of your vocabulary. He'll fill your head with knowledge and abundance. Are you with me today, church? I believe our strength lies within each other. How many have heard this before? You're only as strong as your weakest link. I believe that it's the same in God's church. That we're only as strong as our weakest link. We're only as strong as the person that's hiding those things. We, we've got to expose those things to one another. It's, we've got to reach out to someone. You say, Pastor Matt, how do I do that? I mean, there's X amount of people in here today. How do I, who do I approach? Where do I go? What, how do I do it? I'm glad you asked. First of all, what you need to do is you need to find a good connect group. Somebody say connect group. For those that don't know, we have, we have Bible studies that meet in homes all across Bell County, Harker Heights and, and, and Belton and Temple and West Temple and, and uh, Salado and I'm missing some. One that meets right here at the church the first Sunday of every month. We get together that evening and we get together in homes like the early church did and we encourage one another. And what you can do is you can go into these homes. It's a casual environment. And you can, you can break bread with one another because, you know, I said last week when we get together and have church, we always eat. We just did this morning. We had communion, but that accounted for something. We just eat, and we come in together, we, and we, we share what's going on in our lives, and we allow each other to pray for one another. You could come on a Wednesday night. You could come to one of our amazing adult Bible studies, and you could get fed, you could get discipled, and you can learn to walk, uh, grow in your walk with Christ. You could sit in an all-women's class with my wife, and, and they're always clapping and cheering and crying. I don't even know what they're doing in there. But they're having revival every week, it sounds like, you know. In fact, it hadn't been long ago in the men's class, I said, you know what? There's no other reason we're going to do this, just to annoy all the women down the hall. But we're going to clap and cheer as loud as we can. And you know what? One of them, Holly came up, she came down, she said, what's going on here? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're having our own revival. Listen, you could, you could show up on a Wednesday night, invest in your life for one hour of your life, and we eat on Wednesdays too. So you could come early. You could come early at 5.30 to 6.30, get food, you know, fed physically, and they grow and get fed spiritually. Come on, somebody. So you can find these connections. This is how you open up relationships, and you build these relationships with one another. So that when you come to church, you, you know somebody, you can say, oh, man, I know her. We prayed together. How, how's your sister doing? How's your mother doing? How's your marriage doing? Man, we have been praying with you. Oh, you're not going to believe this. Man, God has been hearing our prayers. He's been hearing what's going on in our lives because you've been praying for me, and because he's been praying for me, and because she was praying for me, and because the church was praying, and, and because the pastor was praying. Yes, God began to show up, and he began to do things among us. See, that's what we miss about the power of the Holy Spirit, is that the same Holy Spirit that moved in the book of Acts and that did things when people met in homes is the same Holy Spirit that is here in this room with us, the same Holy Spirit that will heal us. Are you with me today, church? That when we come together and we are honest and transparent before one another and we're authentic with one another and we all say here today collectively, I don't have to be the strongest person in here because he's the strongest person in here. I don't need to be the wisest one among us because he is the wisest one among us. I don't need to have all the answers for your dilemmas, but God has all the answers for our, come on church, for our dilemmas. Isn't that a relief to know that as you sit in that beautiful, comfortable chair that you're helping us pay for, that 
as you sit there, <laughs> seriously, as you sit there knowing the relief today, you know what? I don't have to be the strongest guy on the planet. My brother and I, when we were growing up, we, we've never been like really big guys, you know. We, we didn't really have two guns to invite anyone to the gun show. I mean, John and I were pretty much, when we were growing up, we were skinny, but we could jump around the shower just to get wet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we were just skinny, skinny. And, and uh, you know, John's tall and thin anyways. I actually found out that was interesting. Um, after Holly and I got married and we had our first child, I became allergic to, like, chicken fried steak and pasta and pie and pecan pie. And, and I found I was allergic. I bloated. I don't know what it was. It was weird. It was weird. But God healed me of that. You know, my allergies, my food allergies have uh, some of you will get that, like, on the way home today. But I had a period where I was really thin. I had a time in my life where I was, and it, seriously, when we were growing up, I'm telling you, like, if the wind blew hard enough, it would blow, take us with it. And they had to chain us down, you know. And I can remember, uh, I, I can remember going into junior high, and, and uh, you know, they don't start till seventh grade, but in Caldwell, where we grew up, they started athletics in sixth grade, and, and all my friends were playing football, and, you know, I was 90 pounds soaking wet, I'm sure, not very big, and my dad was like, son, are you sure you want to do this? I was like, yeah, dad, you know, I just got to do it, you know, and I remember putting on those pads, and, you know, it looked like Rudy. Everybody seen the movie Rudy? <laughs> or like David in Saul's armor, you know, when David put on Saul's armor, the Bible says, like, David disappeared, and... I put on the pads, and I put on the helmet, and the coach is like, I remember they grab you out of the face mask, and they jerk you, and it, might, it would spin because my head was so small. And I just remember being the small guy, and I wanted to be a big, strong guy. Man, I wanted to be like, I wanted to be like uh, Swartz, Hans and Franz. I wanted to be like them. I wanted to be these big, strong guys. I wanted to be like Larry and Noah. Some of these guys in here just like, you know, pick up uh, these. I watched Larry pick up this huge, massive TV one time, and I was like, whoa, that was pretty impressive. And, and uh <laughs> I wanted to be like that. I was like, I want to be strong. And, and I just realized it wasn't in my DNA. It just, there was no deep, very deep inside of me. The Hulk was not there. And I tried to release him. I tried to feed him. But no matter how much I ate, and I would take weight gainers, and I would take mass gainers, and, and I would try to bulk up. But there was no bulking to it, you know. I mean, I could just consume all these calories and, until later it all caught up with me. But but there for a time, I wanted to be big and strong, and then the older I become, and then after I got married and we had kids and I started pastoring, I started seeing that my physical strength was important, but not near as important as my spiritual strength. And I started seeing this shift and this transfer in my life where I wanted to be physically intimidating, and that might be cool for some people, but I would be nothing for God. I believe that inside of a cell, each and every one of us, that God is wanting to strengthen you. He's wanting to build your spiritual muscle. And some of you, you've been put through the test. I see your heads nodding. You've been put through the ringer. You've been in a workout. Spiritually, you've been sweating. Spiritually, you've, been, you, you, you've, you've been just been on a treadmill. You've been going through life. You've been running a marathon. And yet this whole time, God has been pumping your spiritual muscle. He's been growing you. He's been making you stronger. So yeah, you may not be physically intimidating, but there's some of you that when you walk into the room, every demon in hell takes notice that you showed up. Why? Because you're a child of God. Why? Because you're full of the Holy Spirit. Because you're a, you're a Bible thumper. You're a, you're a devil chaser. You, you know, you're doing something for God. And, and you walk into a room, 
Everyone else might just overlook you, but every demon in there says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who, what child of God is this? Who, he's been praying. She's been spending time with the Lord. It's something that when he shows up or when she shows up, things begin. Are you with me today, church? And God... And God, I believe, is asking some of you to be equipped like that. He's saying, I've placed you in a world, and I've placed you in a community, and i put you in a home with a neighbor who does not know me, and i put you around a boss who does not serve me, and i put you right in the middle of the world so you will do something with your faith. What will we do with our faith? What, how will we flex our spiritual muscle today? Parents, will we roll over? I don't have a watch on. I looked at my wrist. Will we roll over? Will we roll over to the cultures and the demands of this world? Parents and grandparents, will we just let the culture of this world suck our kids right to hell while we sit back and want the pastor to lead our kids? Or will you as a parent, will you as a grandparent suck it up, get about your business, and do what God has called you to do? Amen? Play your part. Play your role. Provide them the opportunity. Listen, parents, your parents don't need another friend. They need a parent. You're trying to be busy to be your, your kid's best friend. And, oh, moms, I'm going to be her girlfriend. And dads, you're just going to be his best friends. And there's a time and a place for that in that relationship. But above all, God hasn't called you to be their BFF. He hasn't called you to hang out with them and share clothes. He called you to be a parent. That's what he's called us to do. That was a great time to clap, by the way. He's called us to be parents, parents. He's called us to lead them, to be strong, to stand for something. It seems to me, I promise you won't happen at this church, but it seems it's happening to other churches around the world that churches and Christians, they're losing their moral compass. They're yielding and bending to things of this world. My goodness, if you've been watching the news, God is pushing us into the light. We don't have a choice, church. He's, been, he's causing us to shine. He's causing us to shine. And I've been saying, God, thank you for the opportunity to stand up for you. Thank you for the opportunity that I had to say what the Bible says about life, what the Bible says about this, what the Bible says. Are you with me today, church? This is what God's word says. And he's pushing us. He's forcing us into this culture. I believe the time is drawing near where, where the believer who is kind of one foot in the church and one foot out of the church and they're not really spiritually strong, I don't know what to tell you, but, but God is, is allowing the church to get into a position where you're going to have to stand for something. Well, you'll, where I really truly believe that the day is coming and is already upon us probably where the church at large, you're going to have to get behind your pastor when I'm in front of a TV camera saying this is what we stand for. And they see a crowd of people behind me, amen? Not one or two. <laughs> this is what we stand for. We love you. We're going to pray for you. You are welcome. But this is what the word says. Spiritually strong. Spiritually strong. That when we come together and we pray, God shows up and things begin to happen. That when we get, begin to worship we, God will honor his word, and he says, you know what? When you lift me up, I will draw you unto me. When you lift me up, when you begin to worship me and you begin to magnify me, I'm going to elevate you above your problems. I'm going to cause your problems and all that chaos in your mind, you're going to stop thinking about it. You're going to sleep like you've never slept before, amen? You're going to have to set an alarm because you're going to sleep like you've never slept before. God is calling his church to be spiritually strong. He's calling us to grow spiritually, to be spiritually strong in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, I want to close with 
with this. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. Somebody say faithful. Man, I love that. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. And he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can endure it. I know that's not popular. I know a lot of us want God to, you know, just just move us from one situation to another. But for most of us, we're walking through the fire. And he talks about temptation here. And there's many different temptations. But I want to talk about right now, not the temptation to go out and sin. That certainly, obviously, is a real temptation. What I want to do is speak to your heart. When we, the, I believe a place that we all can get where we're just tempted to give up. We're tempted when in our weakness just to stop walking, to stop running. We're tempted just to hang it up. We're tempted to walk away and go to another church. I'm going to say that again. You're tempted to go up and just go to another church because it ain't happening here for you. I've never seen a tree ever say to God or to the ground, you know, I don't really like being planted here. I'm going to pick up and I'm going to go move to the other yard. They water that grass a little more. He feeds that grass. I want to be green like that. A tree is just planted. It just grows where it grows. Whether it's in the desert, what's in an oasis, just says, you know what? I'm going to be committed here. I'm going to see God's kingdom work. Amen? Spiritually strong. But the temptation just to give up, the temptation just to walk away. You know, I'm just being transparent, authentic with you. I've been there. Sure. We all have that temptation. But he says, I will not allow you to be tempted more than what your shoulders can deal with. And I get it. I know some of your heartache. I've been praying with you. I've seen your tears. I've cried with you. I know because you say, Pastor Matt, that God must really think a lot of me <laughs> because my shoulders are hurt. You know, i got to sit down. I've got to take a well, That's okay. Take a rest. Take a break. doesn't mean that you're not serving God. I believe there should be. I told you last week, my greatest commandment outside of the first one is that there should be a day of rest. It's okay to slow down. It's okay to stop. But for you in here today, you're, you know what? You came in and he's like, this is it. If God doesn't do something today, I'm walking away. I've been praying about it. I've been stressing about it. I've been trying to make it happen. I've been trying to do all these things. And My counsel to you, to you today is stop doing what you're doing. Because if you're trying to make it happen, if you're the one trying to put the puzzle together, it's not going to work. This is what I'm saying. This is where we say, you know what? I am weak. I admit that I'm weak. I admit that I'm frail in this area. But because I admit that, His strength will begin to show off in my life. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet today all across this place. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed, Father God, I thank you today that you are causing us to be strong. I think that you're causing us to be strong in you, Jesus. I'm going to ask our prayer partners to join us at the front. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed, and you know, our deacons, our elders, our staff, our prayer partners, come quickly. They're going to spread out around the front. We're going to pray for you. We always close our service in prayer. Before you're dismissed, I don't want anyone moving around. We're going to sing this song one time through with Pastor Kendall. We're going to worship. During this moment of worship, here's what I want you to do. Your response is, you can stand there and you can worship. You can meditate on the things that we've talked about already. We want to invite you, though, to come up and pray. You know what? You might just want to come up with your family or by yourself. Find a place around the altar day and just pray. And say, God, I need help in this area. I need you to counsel me in this area. I need to hear from you in this part of my life. These people that are up here today, these are our elders, our prayer partners, our staff. They're here to pray with you. If you want, if you want someone to agree with you what's going on in your life, 
This is your opportunity to come up and just let God speak in you. Let us agree with you today. Maybe you're sick in your body or, or you want to stand in for someone. Let God speak into your Let Him heal you today. Let Him touch you in your life today. So we're just going to allow God to do it. Respond however you want today. We're just going to take a time of worship and listen to God's voice. Thank you for this moment. I believe that as we go, Lord, in the power of your name, we're going to grow in strength. Lord, we're going to grow in power. Lord, that we're going to do great things for you, God. Move in our hearts. Move among us today, God. We thank you for that, God, that you are who you say you are. And you'll do what you said you'll do. We thank you, Lord, that this week we're going to be strong in you. Lord, that 
even in our weakness, your strength is going to shine in us, oh God. And that the weaker we are, the stronger you are, Jesus. We thank you for that, God. You carry our burdens as we cast them upon you. We thank you for that, God. Be with us this week. Lord, we look forward to being together soon, Jesus. We ask this in your precious name.